Welcome to The Price of Football, the show that looks at the money behind the beautiful game with me, Kevin Day, and him, Liverpool University's Kieran Maguire. I should warn all you lovely people in advance that if it all goes quiet, it's quite possible that Kieran has fallen asleep at the laptop because he has astonishingly found a way to squeeze more hours into the day. He's working nights now, Kieran, for the love of God. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I was contacted by somebody and said, uh, would you do a bit of night school teaching for me I said well yeah I, I can do that I'm uh, yeah, I'm marking assignments and uh, helping people with their dissertations during the day uh, doing a bit of media work and so on uh, yeah but yeah I, I, I can fit in uh, night school this week then so I, I'd said yes and and then the gig came through and it's 2 a.m to 10 a.m <laughs> um, how did you break that news to the Baroness just as a matter of interest? Uh, I, I, I said, uh, I'm, I think I'm in your bad books again. <laughs> oh, it must be cold in that spare room, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, yes. it, it's Newsday, Kieran. Uh, oddly, we have had so many news stories this week that we, that we we're going to move a couple to Sunday because we won't get through this before you have to get out of your sleeping bag and start work again tonight. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, the first news story is one that I think we both hoped and prayed we wouldn't have to be talking about. It does look like, as we speak, and this is nearly five o'clock on Wednesday afternoon, that Chris Kirchner's attempt to buy Derby County is expected to collapse. Certainly that's the the noises coming out of the media around the club, Kieran. Yes, and, and uh, yeah, it's been quite good not having to speak about Derby County for a few weeks because the the EFL had given a sort of a you know a half nod that the deal was was approved. The administrators had said that they'd come to an agreement. There appeared to have been something sorted out with regards to the stadium, which you know, allegedly was the stumbling block. Um, and Chris Kirchner had. Uh, he he had the the sole rights as far as the administrators were concerned. He was the preferred bidder, um, and all was uh, going smoothly. And then he said, "Well, he's been. You know, why, why hasn't he been formally announced uh, as the owner?" Um, and we were then told, "Well, we've got two bank holidays uh, in in the UK at the end of last week, which was delaying things." And then there was a bank holiday on Monday of this week in the US. And I'm going, "Well." I can still transfer money across yeah. uh, you know, borders. It, it does seem a little bit odd. And then a story was was broken on Radio Derby uh, on on Wednesday morning by by Ed Dawes, and and I, I know Ed. I've got you know because I'm you know, sadly for for Radio Derby, I'm I'm on that show far too often, so I've got mm. to know Ed. And uh, his his fear was that, uh, according to to sources, that the deal was in a real danger. Of collapse, so you know the wages uh, were paid by somebody at the end of last week, but apparently it's not Chris Kirchner, oh. um, which is which is a big red flag. Um, and, and if we look at his history, yeah, it it, it 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 is a bit checkered from getting things over the line because remember he was supposed to be interested in Derby before Christmas yeah. that fell through. 
Then he was talking to Preston North End, and that fell through. And you know, we had, we were contacted by Preston to say, yeah. well, you know, we we were not over impressed with his conduct uh, in terms of you know, we weren't convinced in the end whether he had the ability to pay. Chris Kirchner gave his point of view that he felt he was disrespected, um, and, and that they were quibbling over some numbers. Um, and then, sort of, the, the more you you dig into his background, you know, he's he's only thirty four. He, he he's effectively come from nowhere, and he, you know, he's he's got this some sort of logistics company. He, he says he's made all his money from cryptocurrency, and he's sticking half of it into a third tier football club in England. That that yeah, you know, if if I'd made sixty or seventy million pounds, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't just go and spaff it. On, on a football club for whom I've got you know no historic affiliation, I'd be either trying to you know to build up my business. Um, he's he's a big golf and tennis fan, and again on on Wednesday he's he's at some sort of pro am meeting, playing alongside Sergio Garcia and, and Ian Poulter uh, in in a in a pro am foursomes. Um, and again, you know, I'm, again, if I was a big golf fan, I'd, I'd probably want to do that. But if I was extremely serious about getting this deal over the line I, i'd be working 24 hours a day and let's face it i am working 24 hours yeah. a day at present <laughs> after all um in, in trying to to get this deal because the fixtures are out in a couple of weeks the pre-season will be starting sort of first or second week in july and wayne rooney presently has five players so yeah. the, the the administrators are, are not in a position where they can sign players for next season um Derby fans are are in limbo. You know, they've they've had so many slaps in the face from fake shakes, you know, Eric Alonso messing them around and so on. And then of course the you know, the, the the very disingenuous behaviour of Mel Morris all throughout this. So um it it's not looking great. It, now it could be by the time this show goes out on Thursday morning, everything will have been solved and the money goes through. Yeah, you know, that, that's the nature of business. Um, but we're getting an ominous silence from the administrators. Uh, according to another website, he's just waiting. Chris Kirchner's just waiting for his funds to clear. There's anti-money laundering regulations that have to be followed. You're absolutely certain of that. But but why couldn't have this all been sorted out in advance? Um, and, and in the background, there's there's Mike Ashley, sort of like a praying mantis. Just, uh, just sharpening his beak, and yeah, my view is Mike Ashley is is not the best owner in football, but he's also not necessarily the worst either. You know, he, he will run a club to a budget, uh, he will cut back to the bone on certain areas, but he 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 knows the value of a business. So, um, whilst it's it's not looking great on the Kirchner front, it, it doesn't mean that all is lost. I suppose optimistic Derby fans, Kieran, might hope and pray that the reason he's playing golf today is that he's relaxed because the deal is going through, there's nothing to worry about, in which case you'd like to think he would have told them that. Are we absolutely sure? Do we know for certain that it wasn't Chris Kirchner who paid the last wage bill? Well, that's the story which, again, I've, I've picked up from from the, from the BBC uh, Radio Derby website. So uh, it, it was somebody close to the club. Has paid it, so you know, what that means, heaven only knows. Um, you know, I, I don't think it would have been Wayne Rooney, but it could have been Wayne Rooney. But it'd been a strange thing for him to have to have done. Um, it, it could be that uh, you know there's there's another interested party who's who's just come to the rescue. 
but it's it, it's it's concerning. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, Chris Kirchner, who who has been quite prolific in terms of social media, uh, could have said there's unexpected delays. Um, I, I, I can evidence. I can get my my bankers, my my legal firm to to put out a statement uh, to 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 confirm that I am in a position to take over the club in the next twenty four to forty eight hours. And he hasn't, and and therefore, you know, mm. you know, as 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 Derby fans are saying, they're spending their whole day uh, refreshing Twitter, mm. which and and there's better things to do with life. Is it at all possible that Mel Morris paid those wages? It, it could be. It could be. Um, it w- it would be out of character, yeah. but uh, given his his, his behaviour since the club went into administration, um, but uh, you know it, it's 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 an option because it's actually in Mel Morris's interest for this deal to go through because otherwise he's left holding on to a football stadium with potentially no football club, and and that of course will will mean that. Uh, uh, MSD Holdings, who, to whom uh, he has, he owes a lot of money effectively via the club, um, will start to come after him for his personal guarantees and some of his real estate assets. And there's there's no legal obligation on the administrators to reveal who paid the wages. Then, no, no, the club is in, in administration, but they they are they they are uh, often signing NDAs with with a variety of partners oh, right, okay. um, and, and that's that's fairly standard process okay uh, the competition watchdog in the UK has found that JD sports elite sports and rangers broke competition law by fixing the prices of some rangers branded clothing to keep them high at the expense of fans yes it it looks here as if um JD Sports, I think, were were originally selling Rangers merchandise at at below the price which we which you could have to pay in the in the club store, um, and uh, then all of a sudden they started to match it, and it and it looks as if there's been some sort of collusion here. So the the competition commission, uh, I think, JD Sports potentially going to end up. Um, Paying some form of fine, or or will certainly have their, their knuckles wrapped. Um, you know, football kit and football merchandise, as we know, is is not cheap. Um, but if if a retailer wants to undercut it, and and it doesn't happen often, let's be honest, and it's exactly the same with with many other branded products. But if they want to uh, show it, uh, sell it at lower prices, they should be allowed to do so. When you start to hear you know, about uh, some sort of arrangement, I, I don't don't think it reflects well um, on on uh, on the people involved. Uh, um, it's just that- the minutes before the Wales Ukraine game on Sunday were astonishing. Uh, I think most commentators noted. I've never, I've never seen a national anthem sung like that. The way the Wales fans sang that national anthem, it was astonishing mm. and wonderfully. The way they clapped all the way through the Ukraine national anthem as well. They were probably for fifteen minutes the most unpopular country in the world, Wales, but they secured their place at the World Cup, and that could be worth a lot of money for them, Kira, couldn't it? Yes, because uh, FIFA is uh, becoming increasingly generous for those clubs, or sorry, those countries that have have won the right to participate in the finals. Um, certainly, if, if we compare the money to to when Wales were were last in in the World Cup, there there is there is literally no comparison. Um, so they're given effectively uh, two million dollars by FIFA uh, as preparation money yeah, for for their for their. You know, uh, 
camps, uh, which which they go away to. Um, but qualifying for the group stage uh, will be worth uh, ten million dollars, and this is purely from FIFA. Uh, plus, of course, uh, the there'll be a player pool. The the Welsh FA will be able to sell some rights as well in terms of sponsorship and commercial partner arrangements. If they get to the quarterfinal, they'd get eighteen million dollars. If they win it, um, uh, they, they could they could trouser a a very very tasty fifty million dollars, um, and that's up around about forty percent from from twenty fourteen in Brazil. So I think this is indicative of football continuing to be uh, a very popular tournament. Um, FIFA are being uh, extremely generous here. Uh, I, I think uh, FIFA, should we say, are, are are very keen for this World Cup in particular to be seen to be a success. You amaze me, Kieran. Yeah, it's also their way of showing their gratitude to the teams for turning up. I mean, Wales will fancy their, their chances of getting out of their group, really, won't they? With Iran, USA, and England in there, they did very yes. well at the Euro. So this could be potentially big money spinner for them. Yes, yeah, and uh, and and fair play to them. Yeah, they they, they play good football. Uh, you know, Gareth Bale is one of those. He, he reminds me a bit of uh, Yari Littmanen for, for Finland many years ago. Yeah, one of those players who who is very much a lightning rod through through which uh, you know the rest of the team uh, up their game. Yeah, like George Best for Northern Ireland. Um, Warsaw have new owners. Yes. Um, so this is this is a deal that that has gone through. It's got it's gone through under the radar. Um, so Walsall uh, have sold, or the Walsall owner has sold fifty one percent of the club, so a controlling interest, to uh, some some people called the Travela Group, uh, based in the states, um, whose whose owner themselves is called the fantastically named Benjamin Boycott. Oh, great um, name. Benny Boycott. That's a great name. Yes. <laughs> so he's, he's bound to be dour um, <laughs> on, on the back of that. Um, he is keen for a, a couple of things. Uh, he, he wants to set up a, a multi-club uh, uh, ownership model um, and and to have all of the clubs of, of, of around about the same standard. You know, it's not like Manchester City, where sorry, the City Football Group, where there's, there's Manchester City, which is clearly the dominant club involved, and all of the others are more peripheral. Um, they seem very attracted to the fact that there's now a chance to get the freehold at the stadium, which would be a positive because there have been issues with regards to the stadium. Um, and also, I, I went through Walsall's accounts, and I've got to say, you know, I, I know that, that fans won't necessarily be delighted with this because uh, they've not had necessarily the best of seasons uh, or the best of the periods in their history on the pitch. But I, I can't think of any other club which has been profitable for the last 10 years, and, and Walsall have managed that. They, they are genuinely a club that, that sets a budget and, and sticks rigidly to it with the aim of, of breaking even every year. I can confirm, Kieran, as you hinted there, that Jeff Boycott is dour. <laughs> uh, I did several Five Live things with him, and dour is literally the only word that comes. I'd like to report to everybody that beneath that dour exterior, there's a happy-go-lucky Yorkshireman, but there isn't really. It's basically just kept saying, too many runs. It's a trouble with cricket now, too many runs. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing, Jeff. No, it's too many runs. It's spoiling people. But he, he does have a... A quite natty way of doffing his hat as he says goodbye to you, which doesn't really make up for the rest of his character <laughs> faults, but there you are. Um, sorry, Kieran, you were going to say? 
Was that, I was, that, was, that, was that a yawn, Kieran? No, 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 no. I was fighting, fighting it back. Um, when, when, when I was a nipper and used to collect uh, cricketer autographs, Jeff Boycott was always a prized autograph. Right. Um, but it was very much a case of catching him in the right mood. And, and if he was, <laughs> which, which he normally wasn't, if he was, he, he was absolutely fine and would take date great care uh, and, uh, and, and attention uh, to signing photographs of him. Uh, but uh, he, he, he could be a bit contrary, but not as miserable as Chris Old. Without doubt, the oh, most miserable Yorkshireman in the history of the county. Wow, I, I think Jeff Boycott would take that as a challenge. Let's <laughs> get in touch with him. I like, I like the idea that Jeff, Jeff Boycott running out a 12-year-old Kieran Maguire <laughs> just, just, to get rid, just to get rid of him. Um, increasingly, Kieran, uh, stories that have crypto in them are yes. becoming negative stories. I'm not sure whether Sunderland fans will, will think of this as a negative story or a positive one, but Sunderland shareholders Stuart Donald and Charlie Methven, who are no strangers to this pod, mm. are in discussions to sell their stake in the newly promoted championship club to a cryptocurrency group known as The Fans Together. Yes, so you, you see that name and, and you wince, and, and Donald and Methven are sort of very much sort of the Stan and Ollie. Of, of EFL club ownership, in my view. Um, if, if anybody's ever watched Sunderland Till I Die, uh, it, it is it is car crash viewing. Uh, and, and I've got many friends who are Sunderland fans and they, they just cringe uh, because yeah, Stuart Donald is box office, but in a wrong way. But here he, he is. He, um, so they, they, between them, uh, Donald and Methven own 39%. And uh, I, I therefore thought, well, you know, if they want to divest their shares, why don't they sell their shares to Kirill Louis Dreyfus, the, yeah. the the billionaire heiress or or, or heir, shall I say, uh, to to Monaco Millions? Um, but instead, we've got this uh, this crypto stroke NFT company. Um, they they say, well, hold on, you know, we're already involved in football. We own FC Episcopi. Oh, of yeah. the Greek second division. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're oh, yeah. That lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. And and they put out some sort of uh you know message to the fans. You know we've got beliefs. We believes in fan ownerships, and we want the idea of the fans buying into the success of the club. And Sunderland have got a big fan base. And I thought, yeah, yeah, Sunderland do have a big fan base. Mm. What you're going to try to do is you're going to try to flog your your gear to them. Yeah. Um. So. Um, I, I think that the reaction of the, the Sunderland fans has been quite sceptical. The, the magnificent Roker Report website has, has uh, I think it's fair to say, gone in, uh, gone in studs up uh, <laughs> with, with regards to their assessment. Uh, and and they're, they're fantastic guys at, at the Roker Report. They, they do not hold back when they, when they suspect that things aren't great. Um, and even Kirill Louis Dreyfus has come out and says, "Well, well, I've had no contact with them. Uh, I don't know anything about them." And and you would think that there would be sort of more communication taking place between all of these parties. You know, if if, if you've got three or yeah, you know, you've got three or four people who own a football club. If one of them is thinking of selling, the first thing you do is is, is you talk to the other you know, the other owners. Well, especially uh, when it's a stake. It's, it, I mean, you're not talking about somebody who's got twenty five shares here. They're, you're talking about thirty thirty seven percent stake between them in the club. Yes, so, that's, so it, that's it, huge. It is, it is, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's not enough to control things. So yeah, what happens if they 
if, if Louis Dreyfus decides he doesn't like them, then effectively we've got you know arms folded uh, at board meetings, which which isn't good. You know, we, we both we both have watched Dallas back in the day. That that never ends well, does it? When when you've got yeah, you know, you got you've got Bobby and Jr. sort of you know giving each other daggers across the boardroom. I'm <clears throat> I'm slightly offended, Kieran. <laughs> you might have watched that sort of thing back in the day. I was I was way too busy bringing down the government with left wing comedy to watch <laughs> that sort of bourgeois affectation TV. Um, I, I, I assume and I hope that a Love Supreme, which is a fantastic uh, Sunderland uh, podcast and uh, fanzine, is going because I imagine they would also go in studs up. And the worry, Kieran, for fans, and this is that. As we know, football finance is a, is a delicate enough matter as it is, but you always assume that all these cryptocurrencies, NFTs, are kind of built on sand anyway. You, you wonder, most of these companies didn't exist two years ago. You wonder where they got mm. the money from, especially enough money to buy a 37% stake in Sunderland and add to that, as you say, the, the, the fear and the worry that they've bought that stake to have access to a very large and passionate fan group, they they will assume will buy into the idea that you don't love your club unless you buy a picture of them winning the FA Cup back in the yeah. You know, it's 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 a worry, isn't it? It really is a worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, if, if it was my club, it was your club. We'd be uh, both fairly twitchy. Um, when, when you start to see uh, the sort of the the crypto NFT bingo comments that come out you know they start yeah. talking about drops and engagement and and value uh, and, and so on you go what exactly what exactly are you talking about you know the benefit the, the the intangible benefits of buying these these tokens uh because you know an intangible benefit to me strikes me as no benefit uh you know it's sort of an imaginary benefit so uh, I, I can understand the skepticism um, yeah, you know, Sunderland fans have, have been through the ringer uh, for quite a few years, and yeah, they've had a few fall storms. They've had too many fall storms, um, uh, and and it take. I'm sure it takes the edge off for many of them, uh, having just been promoted back to the championship. Mm. The Vanarama playoff final, Kieran, on Sunday uh, between Grimsby and Solihull Moors, uh, and congratulations to Grimsby. Although, first of all. As the BBC reported, it was congratulations to Solihull Moors because they got the yes. score wrong. Um, it had a crowd of just short of 24,000, which for a fifth-tier game in English football is pretty astonishing. Mm. Uh, I thought the black masking at the front of the stadium, the London Stadium, I found very sinister. But it was a really good game. But Vanarama have now donated £20,000 to each of the clubs that took place in the final, after fans complained about the high ticket prices, a story that we highlighted last week. Yes, and, and I think, first of all, fair, fair play to Vanarama for doing this. Um, I, I think they felt embarrassed yeah. uh, when, when they found out about this. So uh, it, it's a very generous thing. But the fact that the sponsor of the competition has had to go to these lengths to try to ensure that there is a decent crowd... Um, also, you know, huge credit to the, the Grimsby Town, you know, the Mariners Trust yep. for, for crowdfunding and especially to, to Wrexham fans who you know, I, I, I would have been pretty upset having lost 5-4 in, in, the, in that final playoff match uh, to get to the final. But by all accounts, one of the, uh, the, the biggest groups who yeah. contributed to the Mariners Trust was Wrexham fans, which just goes to show that they are 
an absolutely fantastic bunch. I, I remember going to Wrexham for a Fans United event when when Wrexham were really on their uppers, um, and they were the most generous hosts I've I've, I've ever known. Uh, you know, you could you couldn't do anything. You know, everything was. Uh, you know, we went you know, with banners from from other clubs and and so on, and and they were truly magnificent. So I, I think this is just a, a sign of, of of a superb superb fan base. This episode of The Price of Football is brought to you by the AI-powered workspace Notion. What if you had access to tomorrow's tools today? In Notion, you do. It's the AI-powered workspace where any team can turn ideas into action. My career is sort of a bit like being a butterfly, and I'm always jumping from project to project. So therefore, Notion helps me from summarising meetings notes and automatically generating action items to getting answers to any question in seconds. If you can think it, you can make it. And Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company or a freelance football finance lecturer. You can try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash price of football. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash price of football and start turning ideas into action. That's notion.com slash price of football. Hi, I'm Steve Lamack, and every week I'm joined by Music Allies Head of Insight, Stuart Dredge, on The Price of Music, the weekly podcast all about the money behind the music industry. In each episode, we discuss the very latest goings-on in the music business and dig into the finances behind the big stories. So whether you're a music lover who just wants to know more about what really goes on in the industry, or you're an aspiring musician, manager or label owner who wants some inside knowledge on how Spotify's financial model really works, or what the future holds for independent live music venues, this is a show for you. Subscribe to The Price of Music in your podcast app now. See you soon. Norwich City have announced a new strategic football partnership with top-flight Brazilian side Coritiba FC. What's in it financially for both teams, Kieran? Well, I don't think there's there's a financial benefit as such, but what Norwich have said is that they, they want to set up a partnership. They, they're, uh, especially after Brexit, it's now more difficult to recruit players from Europe. So therefore, you need to, to cast the net wider um they they want to be able to sort of exchange you know coaching and uh, uh you know tactical uh, discussions have have meetings between between the parties potentially you can put some players you know put them out uh, to get some experience elsewhere uh, between between norwich and uh brazil uh, in terms of you know, what what's happening the latest ideas so so we are seeing more and more clubs uh, get some some tie-ups that they can be relatively loose as this one is or, or, they, or they can be sort of you know a, a more formalized in the form of owning shares so so I, th- I think Norwich uh, you know they, they've they've not had the best of seasons um, and and they're going to try to to uh, use their coaches and and their knowledge of of the South American market to try to improve things uh, for the club Speaking of Brexit, Kieran, I know Guy prefers us to stay neutral on political matters, but I think we've made it quite plain, both of us, where our leanings lay. Uh, I happened to be talking the other night to a friend of mine uh, who's one of the country's leading manufacturers and importers of goalkeeping gloves. 
um, All right. who was explaining to me that, unfortunately, one of his biggest manufacturing centres was uh, recently bombed by the Russians in Ukraine, which obviously yeah. hasn't helped. Yeah. But he was also explaining just how Brexit has affected uh, the goalkeeping glove industry, which, I mean, sounds an odd thing and a minor thing to talk about, but I'd quite like to invite him on because it's, it's a, you know, we, we talked about the economics of football kits last mm. week. Mm. And I had no idea that the economics of football gloves were, would would be different, but they are oddly. Um, and the price of materials has gone through the roof. So I'm going to invite him on. To yeah, the, cool. only, the only problem is he's a he's a chatty little bugger. <laughs> and the chances are that five minutes after the first question, we will be talking. He loves seventies music as well. That's the thing I'm worried about, Kieran. Oh no! That I oh, might fantastic. just have, I might just have to <laughs> zone out while you two go on about shawadi wadi and mud. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> um, I, do you know? I just momentarily I tried to find a link between shawadi wadi and mud and the next news story, but I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you will forgive me when you hear. Uh, this was an odd story, Kieran. That. Uh, it's one that kind of made you smile was the idea of a football team going on strike. But the Canadian men's national team went on strike on Sunday, forcing a friendly with Panama to be called off. And, and traditionally, in comedy world, what happens when anyone goes on strike is you say, get the army in. So <laughs> that's what they should have, the Canadian army should have taken part in the game instead. But what, it was a strange because it happened at short notice, Kieran, but it's... Uh, a foot, you know, the team's players forcing a friendly to be Panama to be called off. What are the circumstances? Well, the circumstances are that that Canada, Canada have uh, qualified. Canada, I think they should call it Canada. That's Canada. Canada, yes, <laughs> Canada dry. Yeah. Um, um, Canada have qualified for the Qatar World Cup in 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 uh, at the end of this year, which we've just been recently talking about, and. Um, the the Canadian women's team is 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 pretty successful. I think it's ranked fifth or sixth yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Canadian men's team have said, "Well, we want the broadly the same terms that the women's team have in in terms of the same percentage of the the money for for qualifying for the finals." Um, and I think the players are after forty percent of the of the the fees from FIFA. And if if this story is true, uh, you know, from what I've been picking up, that they've only been offered ten percent. Um, I think it's fair to say that the the Canadian Football Association uh, is is one with a good tin ear, oh. um, because rather uh, insensitively, they 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 recently had a had a friendly match with Iran. Now, people may remember the the tragedy a couple of years ago when a a, a plane which uh, can, I think plane was heading for Canada. There were, there were eighty five people killed on it, yeah. where it appeared to be shot down from Tehran. Yeah. Um, so, under those circumstances, yeah, you've you've got two hundred and nine other countries you know, associated with FIFA. Yeah. Iran wouldn't be first on my list uh, if, if I was Canadian. So you know, the Canadian FA haven't covered themselves with glory recently. Um, and this, uh, I think, Canadian men's team are, are feeling perhaps undervalued. And, and it's, it's a very significant difference between what we have with the English FA because English football players are all extremely well remunerated and and fair play to the England football players uh, you know they they you know, they've given their match fees to charity for for many many years and this is the type of thing which which I don't think gets enough attention and people say well they can afford to do it well yeah they can afford it but not only can they, can they afford to do it they do it yes yeah, and, yeah. and and you know I always you know that's that's always my view um so I, I think they're looking for better terms 
Um, they went on strike for a few days. I think they have now come back off strike uh, because they've got another match lined up. But uh, this one is going to rumble. And the, the only good thing about this is it, it starts to make it feel like a proper World Cup because I'm sure you and I can remember <laughs> many, many World Cups where there have been threats of strikes mm. and uh, you know, accusations of the suits that are travelling to the World Cup uh, in business class and the uh, you know the the, the team uh, and I know this is one of the things which which beefed uh, uh, Roy Keane didn't it with regards to the Irish team you know, the team are in economy or, yeah. or on a boat um, and uh, uh, the the uh, the officials are doing very well for themselves so so it, it's it's a good traditional uh, World Cup year uh, strike uh, and and fair play to them for that but uh, we'll have to see how it's going to be resolved. It makes a refreshing change, though, Kieran, doesn't it? In this day and age, that you've got the men's team asking for parity with the women's team. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic, and mm. I think it is a sign of the the women's team uh, attract very decent crowds. They have certainly made progress as, as far as major competitions is concerned, um, and uh, they've been treated reasonably well as a result of that. Mm. Until you told me that about the Canadian FA as well, I was, I was going to say I've, I don't think I've ever met a Canadian I don't like. Uh, I had a very happy Edinburgh one year following Corky the Juice Pigs. Three, <laughs> what? Three, Cana- three Canadian nut. I can only describe them as Canadian nutcases, basically. who were the best company ever. Uh, I also remember meeting them for the first time and going, trying to be clever at show off my intellectual side and say, of course, is it? Is it? You know, I understand that Canada is called that because it, it, the Spanish is Canada. Uh, the Spanish uh, explorers, there's nothing there. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, and they disagreed forcefully uh, with that, <laughs> mainly by taking me to a pub in Edinburgh for four hours and disagreeing with me forcefully <laughs> in that way. But it's a very good way to get your argument across. I find <laughs> after so many Zambukas, you tend to agree with anybody. But uh, Barcelona, Barcelona really are lifting their petticoats up as an expression that my granny used to use. <laughs> When, when she thought that somebody was try, desperately trying to get them. But they're lifting their petticoats to everybody at the moment, aren't they? They're, they've sold part of their television rights now to the Bank of America for a huge sum of money, Kieran. Um, yes, uh, they they are trying to sell everything and anything. So um, people m- may recall that there was a, a prospective deal between La Liga, the Spanish Football League, and uh, CVC Capital. Which uh, which allowed CVC Capital, I think, get things about eight to ten percent of of all of La Liga's TV money for the next fifty years, uh, wow. and, and in return there was some cash given up front. And Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona, and Atleti were a little bit. Mm, we, we think we're giving away far too much here, so I'm not sure that they've gone along with that. Um, but uh, th- this this latest story is that uh, Barcelona are potentially going to give up to 25% of their TV rights. And there's going to be, I think they're calling some sort of members extraordinary meeting um, because it will have to go to a vote. Now, this could be with the Bank of America, could be with Goldman. Uh, Goldman have already lent them money. Um, Barcelona have been linked to players. They've signed a few players, but they cannot register those players at present because under the way that uh, La Liga has uh, their equivalent of financial fair play, which is a wage control, you, you, you have to go and put in data in terms of how much debt you have. 
Um, and if if you're below a certain threshold and you make adjustments for for your revenue and so on, um, it, it, you you use an app to try to sign players or to try to register the players. And it, if you've satisfied the numbers, it turns green. And if you don't satisfy the numbers, it just bleeps red at you. Right. So they can sign players, but they can't register them to play football, which which is a crazy situation. But they're, they're also in. Uh, they're also trying to sell uh, Barcelona licensing and merchandise. Forty-nine uh, percent of that is going to go. They're hopeful of raising uh, a, a, hundred, you know, a couple of hundred million euros from that. They're trying to sell uh, Barca Studios as well for, for fifty or sixty million. So if it's not nailed down, um, <laughs> you know the, the the Barcelona hierarchy are trying to flog it off because otherwise they are going to be knackered in terms of being able to pay wages next season, and they simply won't be able to register players. And also. <laughs> And this is slightly embarrassing for them, I think. I, <laughs> yes. I, I was at a meeting yesterday of the Palace for Life Foundation, of which I'm a trustee, uh, and it was slightly distracting because we had the meeting in the boardroom, very lovely. Uh, but uh, Palace had invited uh, several local schools and academies to take part um, and play games on the pitch. Uh, and, of course, none of us could resist popping out to see what was going on because you just want to see the pitch and people in Palace gets playing on it. And you, you kind of understand why Palace would allow people uh, to play on the pitch. And sometimes it's it's for nothing if it's a charity. And sometimes Palace will... Uh, what is, was that a Vespa going by there, Kieran? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was Killing Joke on my... Uh, it's my ringtone. Of course. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually somebody from a football club, so I'll have to uh, phone oh, well, them back. Okay, well, it's, it's our last story. But uh, embarrassing, Barcelona are now... They've resorted to hiring the pitch out, Kira. I mean, this, this is not right for a club of their calibre, is it? Yeah, it, it's that anything which is going to bring in a bit of money. Um, so, so what Barcelona have done? They've said um, you can uh, you, you can play at 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 the Camp Nou on the pitch, which would be an amazing uh, sensation, I'm sure. It's going to cost you three hundred euros, um, but you've got to have a team. You've got to have a squad of eighteen players. Um, you, you get a free shower at the end of it, <laughs> um, which I thought was very generous of them. Um, You've got and, be, and, you have to provide your own soap. <laughs> well, I hope so. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I would hope that you're suitably groomed from using an appropriate device as well. We should, we should, uh, we should, we should put Manscaped on it. Imagine, imagine how grateful Manscaped would be if we got them the Barcelona contract. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then this 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 really did tickle my bones. Um, each player is is allowed to bring uh, fifteen guests to watch them, which I thought was well, that's, that's oh, pretty decent. Yeah. But each guest has to pay thirty dollars, sorry, thirty euros for the privilege of, of, of watching you play. So it, they, they are doing doing everything to try to cram this in. Um, and, and they say for authenticity, you'll get a fifteen minute warm up um, before the match, which that's very generous of you. And and they'll provide a referee. Oh, that is generous of them, yeah. And, yes. and for real authenticity, they'll provide 100,000 people waving white hankies at you when you're not very good. <laughs> uh, I've just looked at the time, Kieran, and it's nearly half five, so it's bedtime for Bonzo. It is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so we will catch up on a few more news stories on Sunday, as well as uh, Monday, of course, as well as your questions. Thank you to everyone who's donated to the pod via our Patreon page. If you'd like to make a small monthly contribution to the pod, that's very kind of you. Please go to patreon.com slash priceoffootball. And if you have a question you'd like answered on the show, email us at questions at priceoffootball.com. And in the meantime, I shall hand you over to a sleepy Kieran Maguire for his customary <laughs> farewell. And I have to say, Kieran, hats off your Wincy Willis reference. 
at the end of the last pod went down very well. You're going to have trouble <laughs> topping Wincy Willis, I have to say. I think I will, yes. No, I won't say that. Um, so I see. I've caught, I've caught your design. Everything I say now sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as always, thank you uh, to, to everybody for the feedback. Thanks for supporting the show. We, we genuinely appreciate it. Um, if you want to support us through Patreon, as, as little as a pound a month uh, gets, gets, uh, gets love and hugs from us. I can, we can certainly assure you of that. Um, but there are other ways of supporting the show, and one of which is to go to your uh, to your podcast app uh, and to give us a review because it helps us in the charts. And yeah, you know, we are for for what is a very niche subject. We are uh, we're doing pretty well uh, in in terms of of the number of of listeners and downloads. Um, uh, so if you can give us five stars, that'd be absolutely fantastic. If you think we're worth it, of course. You know, if you don't, don't don't, don't be a hypocrite. Um, but it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, you could say that you would rather have the show presented by Han Solo. And it wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> is is that, that, that joke's working on levels that I, I it's Han Solo, just solo. <laughs> on his own. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm also waiting for you to do an inevitable euphemism about somebody telling Han Solo. Just, just hands. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm for the